The Life Amplified podcast is brought to you this week by the Beyond the 9 to 5 online workshop. It is a one-day online seminar to help you create a purposeful and profitable second act on your terms. Hello, friends. It's Dan Mason. I recently posted a picture to my Insta stories uh, walking through a plant nursery, and I came across this poor plant that just looked like a bunch of dead weeds in a pot. And the sign in front of it said, I'm not dead. This is just how I look. And I thought, man, that is a metaphor for so many people walking back into the office after quarantine is over. And the statistics back it up. We are not happy with where we're at in our work lives. According to a Microsoft survey, 40% of the global workforce is ready to change jobs or careers in 2021. And LinkedIn says over half of job seekers are ready to ditch the nine to five to go freelance or start their own business. Coming up in the Beyond the 9 to 5 workshop on May 22nd, I'm going to take you through the entire process to help you pivot into a career with more freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. These are all the strategies that I've shared with my one-on-one clients across 17 countries. No recorded modules. It is you and I working together live. It's not going to be some boring Zoom call. It will be live, interactive, a lot of fun, and the first step toward the career and life that you want. Reserve your tickets right now and get all the information by clicking the link in the show notes, or you can go directly to my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. I'll see you Saturday, May 22nd at the Beyond the 9 to 5 online workshop. What is an amplified life? It's having amplified relationships with people who support and encourage you to be your best. It's having amplified energy to conquer the challenges of the day. And it's having an amplified career, one that's meaningful to you, the world, and your bank account. I'm Dan Mason, Life Reinvention Coach, helping you discover your calling and create an amplified life on your terms. This is the Life Amplified Podcast. It's often been said in personal development circles that our decisions shape our destiny. Think about it. Some of the greatest joys of your life, the things that you're most proud of, if you sat down and connected the dots, you could probably trace it back to one decision that you made that seemed inconsequential in the moment. One of my clients and I uh, talked recently about how she met her spouse because she got a phone call on Memorial Day when she was all hungover, didn't want to get out of bed, and a friend invited her to a barbecue. And even though a part of her was resistant, a part of her wanted to go hang out, so she got dressed, she got showered, she goes to this party, and boom, she meets the man that she ends up marrying and has turned out to give her two beautiful children. So, you know, that's really incredible when you think that one decision to get out of bed and go to a party altered the course of somebody's life. Now, conversely, you probably have some things that have happened in your life that didn't go the way that you want that you could also trace back to one decision. You know, there are days when I find myself regretting uh, the choice of my marriage, not so much to get married, but certainly to the partner that I chose. You know, intuitively in my gut, I knew that that wasn't a fit. I knew that there were a lot of toxic things about that relationship 
that didn't seem to add up, yet I followed through. Now, I don't beat myself up over it. And the danger of me even mentioning this side of the conversation is your ego is going to want to take you to the off-ramp to self-judgment and think about all the decisions that you got wrong. And what I truly believe is that every decision is either moving us closer to the goals that we have and the things that we desire, or it's giving us the lesson that we need to learn in order to make those things happen. You know, had I not gone through a toxic marriage and divorce, I wouldn't have hit rock bottom. If I didn't hit rock bottom, I wouldn't have gone on a personal development path. If I didn't go on a personal development path, I wouldn't have reinvented my career. There'd be no podcast. And we wouldn't be hanging out together right now. We would have never crossed paths. So, you know, I I can also look back on what seemed like an unfortunate choice and find tremendous gratitude for it. But there is a tremendous sliding doors aspect to what we're talking about today, that every decision, even the ones that seem minor, are having a profound impact on your future and on your destiny. And what I've come to learn over six years of coaching and doing this work with people across the globe is that there's one decision in particular that seemingly has the most profound effect on everything. So I want you to step back for just a second and consider this. What if I told you that there was one decision on your life that has impacted things like the neighborhood that you live in? This decision could impact the person you end up marrying. The decision has an effect on the amount of money that you'll be able to save or be able to spend in your life. There is this one decision that can also be linked to your own sense of self-worth and to your sense of motivation every day. And this decision impacts how you're going to spend anywhere from 8 to 11 hours of your day every day, 50 weeks out of the year. The decision is your choice of a career path. And how would you react if I told you that there was a 90% chance that you never made this decision consciously. You made it by default. Now, if you knew there was one decision in your life that was going to have a 360-degree effect on nearly every aspect of your existence, chances are you would probably do a lot of self-reflection. There would be a high level of inquiry, of meticulous planning, and deliberation before you entered into a choice. And the thing that I find in my coaching practice is so many people made this decision on autopilot. In fact, once I share this concept that I want to teach today, you can take this and apply it to all of the decisions that you have made in your life. Are you doing it consciously and with intention? Or are you operating by what I call the three P's of an autopilot life. The truth is many of us are conditioned in childhood not to trust our own intuition. We're taught to value the opinions of other people. We lose a connection to ourself and we just start going through the motions. You know, we're making decisions subconsciously without even realizing that we make the decisions. But I want to break down the three ways I see this manifest most with my clients and ask you today to do some reflection. Do one of these resonate more for you? And what you might realize is, I know this is certainly the case when I look at my life, 
before I ever went on my amplified career journey, I was operating from all three of these paradigms. Now, the first place I want you to consider is that we often make decisions that are on the path of least resistance. That is the first P of an autopilot life. The path of least resistance as it pertains to your career can look like the summer job that just became a permanent one. In many instances, people in this group listen to their parents who urge them to take the first job that was offered to them out of college in order to avoid temporary unemployment. But more often than not, the people in this group will admit to me much later in life when they hit that you know, what is called the midlife crisis, as we talked about a few weeks ago on the podcast, it's a midlife awakening, but people realize that they fell into their career from a place of confusion and fear. And even when you think that you're consciously making a choice about your career, you can still take the path of least resistance. I think back to you know, the end of my college career and deciding that I wanted to pursue a life in radio. And the vision that I had for my life at that point is I wanted to be an alternative radio shock jock. I always fancied myself, this was back in my caveman days. I wasn't particularly woke back then. Uh, I was the outrageous guy who would say anything for a laugh, but I kind of envisioned myself to be a Howard Stern type doing morning radio. And I actually had an offer a month before college to go work uh, for a radio station in Baltimore, Maryland, which was a huge market. It was a great opportunity. It certainly would have been a good salary and a good place to start from for a 22-year-old kid uh, entering the workforce for the first time. And as luck would have it, that job offer was pulled uh, just a couple weeks before graduation. The, The money in the budgets went away And they ended up not hiring the position at all. So it put me back at this square one start. And the first job offer that came in, and I had sent out to like 50 different radio stations, was to be a program director for a top 40 station. So to be more of that executive behind the scenes, I would be on air, but my responsibilities were more in the day-to-day of managing a radio station And it didn't feel like the most aligned thing for me in the moment, but I was also getting some pressure from my family that, hey, you're going to have to support yourself. You're going to have to pay the bills. We can't support you forever, so just take something and you'll figure it out later. But that decision on my part to take the path of least resistance pushed me down a more management and executive role in my career for 20 years and less about the day-to-day creativity and self-expression. And that did work for a period of time. There was more money, quite honestly, in working in management, and I felt good about that, and that gave me a sense of status, and we'll talk about that because that's another path that we'll get to in a moment. But eventually what I realized is I was spending my career supporting other air talents to express their creativity on the air while I was just sitting behind a computer writing reports. And that began to feel more and more out of alignment for me. So the path of least resistance uh, can sometimes look like you're doing the career that you wanted, but maybe not in the role that is best suited to your natural interests and gifts. So start to consider, 
are there places in your life where you have made a decision from the path of least resistance? This could be showing up in your financial investments. It could be showing up in your relationships, in your choice of how you choose to parent. Uh, How we do one thing is how we do all things, but I'm trying to get you to build some awareness of the unconscious ways that you are giving away your power and making these decisions by default. The second P of an autopilot life is what I call patterns of familiarity. There are a lot of people that don't really create that clarity of purpose. We're not encouraged to at a young age. And in many times, we lack the self-trust to figure it out for ourselves. So what we do is we follow the path of a successful sibling or a parent. We'll choose a major in college that somebody important to us in our life had declared years before us. I've seen this happen. I've had clients who've been like, yeah, I didn't really know what I wanted at 17 years old. So I just picked the major that my cousin chose because my cousin was the overachiever and my parents were always really bragging about that. And I wanted to have that sense of love, so I wanted to be like them. Patterns of familiarity can often look like replicating your parents' career because you know that your parents have been successful or they might have made money or that you know their career worked out for them. And what's interesting is many times we make that decision without truly understanding all the intricacies of what our parents really do. Like we see the paycheck, we see the the fact that you know we're able to have uh, go on a nice vacation or that the family can buy a new car, but you might not see the stress where your parent is having the fourth glass of wine at night because they're buried under all this corporate BS and paperwork. So you don't necessarily know what's happening with them internally. You just see the external result. Now another place where these patterns of familiarity can show up uh, can be based in childhood survival programming. I did a coaching call on Clubhouse recently, uh, which if you're not familiar with it, it's almost like a live podcast app. You, you can go into any room and listen to thought leaders, people like Elon Musk or the, the, the sharks from Shark Tank or yeah, just even coaches like myself. Uh, sharing wisdom. It's a really cool app. It's just now catching on, but I was doing some live coaching with somebody who couldn't figure out why her home organizing business that she had launched was failing. She had been in the proverbial soul-sucking job, wanted to go to work for herself, and the path she chose was to create a home and office organizing business. So think of it as like, you know, uh, your local Marie Kondo, but she wasn't enjoying it. And she seemed to have a lot of resentment toward the clients and that there was a lot of heaviness. There was no joy, even though she was working for herself. Now, as I began to ask questions, what we learned through the laser coaching was that she realized as a child, she had to be responsible at 10 and 11 years old for constantly cleaning up after her mother, who was a hoarder, like a legit hoarder, like you see on television. So it'd be time for the family to come over for Christmas and mom would be so ashamed by all the filth that had piled up around the house. She didn't want anybody to see it, but she would also be paralyzed about cleaning it up. So she would leave it to the children. And for the kids, taking that initiative 
to create the, uh, a, a clean, sanitary, safe living environment. It did create a sense of control. It allowed the woman I was talking to to feel appreciated. She got a lot of praise, but it was also a really toxic pattern. You know, why is it an 11-year-old's kid to make the parent feel safe or to even have to build a safe environment for themselves, uh, you know, when they're just living in a hoarder environment? Yet, here she was taking that and turning it into a business, and she couldn't see for herself, it was a total blind spot, why her work every day was just drudging up all this unresolved resentment with her clients. It's not the path that lit her up. It wasn't aligned with her purpose, but what it was based in was old childhood survival programming, which is not the foundation from which anybody is going to build a flourishing business. So if you're a person who's falling into what is just familiar, a path of familiarity, you can create success in your life, but the success might lack fulfillment. And in the worst possible scenario, patterns of familiarity can recreate our deepest childhood trauma. This is why so many people in romantic relationships will complain that it's almost like they date the same person in different shoes. Somebody will stop dating the alcoholic and then realize in the next relationship that they're with a gambling addict. These patterns replay, but typically what's underneath it when we choose our romantic partners, if we haven't done our internal work, we're attracted to those partners because of a deep, subconscious familiarity. In some way, we choose a partner that triggers a lot of our childhood parental issues because what we're really trying to do is work through all the unresolved issues. It's facing that trigger and making a new choice. So patterns of familiarity, it'll show up in your career. It will show up in your relationships. But do you recognize it? And do you have a strategy to move beyond it? If any of these first two patterns of an autopilot life resonate for your career, that is a sign you absolutely should join me Saturday, May 22nd for the Beyond the 9 to 5 online workshop. During this five-hour workshop, you're going to get the tools and advanced strategies to move beyond the conditioning of the career you were taught to want so you can create a purposeful and prosperous second act with more freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. In this day of transformation, I'm going to take you through a process to move beyond the skills that have helped you survive corporate and really reconnect to your inherent gifts. You're also going to learn how you can build a thriving multi-six-figure at-home business from a small number of clients. Now, this is not some BS MLM plan I'm not going to offer you at the end to go sell essential oils for me. This is creating your career path on your terms, my friend. Tickets are available right now. You can get yours at the link in the show notes or go directly to my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. I'll see you Saturday, May 22nd at the Beyond the 9 to 5 online workshop. So we've talked about the first two P's of an autopilot life. Some people are unconsciously making decisions that are the path of least resistance. Other people are making decisions that are just re-triggering patterns of familiarity from childhood. The third P of an autopilot life, oh, my high achievers, I'm coming for you on this one. 
It's about prestige. So many kids who learn to receive love in childhood through achievement will suppress their natural gifts and interests. They'll bury them. They'll live under stories of, well, I, I can't make a living doing that. And instead, they begin to seek approval through building a flashy career, something like a doctor, a lawyer, an executive. For me, it was a 20-year radio career. And why do we do this? Why do we go chase something prestigious that might not even be aligned with our purpose? Well, on some level, the underlying programming that's running the show says that love is conditional and it is earned through performance. So we can spend our careers and spend a lifetime trying to fill that void of not feeling like we're enough. We'll try to fill the void and consume our value through the job title rather than reconnect to the fact that we all have inherent value in which we can bring to the world. Uh, And look, there are good things about chasing the prestigious path. You will make great money. You will get the house with the white picket fence, and you'll get you know the 2.5 kids and drive the nice car, but that self-imposed pressure to perform never really goes away. And eventually, it can lead to burnout, overwhelm, and relationship conflict because you'll realize that you don't have the energy to even be present as a partner, as a parent, because you burned all your energy being present for your work. Because for you, that is tied to survival and that basic fundamental need for love and acceptance. Last year, during the lockdown, we talked about some people who followed that path of prestige. Steve Bing was a billionaire uh, in the film industry and in the entertainment industry. Hobnob with big political figures, was best friends with all sorts of famous people, and then threw himself during lockdown out of a 40-story window and plummeted to his death. Tony Shea was the guy who was the creator of Zappos.com. We did a whole episode about that back in December. A guy who created a brand on building happiness for customers and employees, you know, was short of Jeff Bezos, the most influential person in the online marketing space, and yet fell apart in the pandemic. The prestige wasn't enough. You know, and that's where you're chasing that external validation, but there's a deep internal sense of loss and grief and not being enough. So those are the three P's of an autopilot life, path of least resistance, patterns of familiarity and prestige. Which one resonates more for you? And by the way, it can be more than one. In my life, I was operating with all three of these unconscious patterns running my life. Path of least resistance. I told you how I, you know, just sort of jumped into an executive career rather than a creative path in my radio life. Patterns of familiarity, you better believe it. I was following in my dad's footsteps and prestige, had a ton of it, made great money, you know, got to hang out with a lot of celebrities, got to do cool events that I very much appreciated and I valued, but It never made me feel like I was enough, and I always felt disconnected from my own soul. So the question, obviously, is how do we pivot out of these decisions that we make by default 
where our subconscious is just running the show every day and start to live more consciously and intentionally. I'll get into that in just a moment, but I want to talk to you first about this idea of freedom. It's the word that everybody throws around in self-development. You've seen the ads on your Facebook timeline where some coach is peddling a product to you and there's the stock photo of, you know, the, the man and woman, you know, on the beach doing the Titanic pose and silhouette where the wind's blowing through their hair. And these people are free because, you know, they mastered self-development and they got this one product. And, and here's the thing about freedom. The mistake is, is that we believe freedom is, is the prize that we get when we push away from pain. People say, well, when I get out of these golden handcuffs and I ditch this soul-sucking job, damn, then I will be free. Many people blame their spouse, right? If you're in a bad relationship, well, if I can just get out of this relationship, then I will be free. But freedom is not about pushing away from pain. Because every person listening to this podcast right now, hear me out on this, you already have freedom in your life. Because freedom is simply the power to choose. It is realizing that we all have free will. So there are people who will continue to be stuck after listening to this podcast today. They're going to get the aha moment about the subconscious patterns that are running their life, and then they're immediately going to fall into a victim state that says, well, Dan, I, but I, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm really not happy in my career, but I can't leave. I'm not allowed to leave. I got to pay bills, Dan. I got to take care of my kids. So what are they really doing in that moment? They're operating by the path of least resistance. On some level, they're going to say it's easier for them to stay unhappy where they're at than to take a chance on moving into the unknown. And that's pretty much what our nervous systems are hardwired to do. You know, the, the nervous system was never designed to make us happy. It's designed to avoid threat. But once you're operating that way, you're taking the path of least resistance and you'll simultaneously just stay in a path of familiarity because on some level you're genetically programmed to prefer a negative outcome that you can anticipate. On some level, that feels safer than getting a positive, expansive outcome that will grow your life that requires an unknown path. Yet, freedom is going to be the result in your life of realizing that you have a power to walk away from any thought system, belief system, career, relationship that is not serving the evolution or the unfolding of your soul's purpose moving forward. Unless you are a person who is literally enslaved, you already have freedom. And look, I, I don't say that sarcastically. There are people in this world, you know, people who are being trafficked, uh, who are literally living enslaved. But chances are, if you're listening to my voice right now, that does not apply to you. So we're talking about moving away from the three P's of autopilot and moving into the P that is going to advance your life, and that is purpose. And you could add a second P into that, which is power, the power to renegotiate any commitment in your life that you've outgrown. Because a lot of times we think personal development is about what we're going to gain. We think 
you know, that, that in order to go on this self-help path, that we have to acquire more things. We have to acquire more knowledge. We have to acquire eventually more money, acquire a purpose. But self-development is actually about letting go. It's about getting rid of the barriers to creating that. And you do that through the power of choice. And you do it by aligning with your soul's purpose. There are so many different avenues for you to go on this self-inquiry path and still to become the person that you are. But, but one of the best places to start is to get still, to get quiet, to get into a meditative state and start asking more empowering questions. Many people are like, why am I so stuck? Why do I have so many obligations? What? But the real question that puts you in your power is to ask the universe, to ask your higher power. What is trying to emerge through me right now? What is the universe's plan for my highest and best expression and use in the world? And as you begin to get still and you quiet your ego mind, which is literally just going to give you a mountain of evidence why none of it's possible, why now is not the right time to take action, you start to get really silent and you connect with that intuitive felt sense For some people, their next chapter will appear to them in a vision. They'll start visualizing the answer. Sometimes it's just an intuitive nudge. It might be a word. It might be a spark. And then you have to be obedient to that and make a new decision. And it's such an element of walking a tightrope because that is the precise moment where so many people fall back into the unconscious patterns. They don't allow themselves to dream big. They don't allow themselves to really connect to the universe's plan for their life because all they can imagine are those patterns of familiarity or the patterns of least resistance. And this is the point where either your ego is going to win, not saying that you are an egotistical person. I mean that when we say the ego, what we're talking about is that part of you that feels small, separate, not enough. Is that part of you going to win Or is your soul's purpose, is your inner guidance system going to win? And so many people don't necessarily know the difference. They don't trust themselves. And one of the best ways to discern between what is my ego and what is my purpose is to understand the ego wants you to contract. It wants you to stay where you are. In some cases, go backwards as to where your soul is always asking you to expand, to become more. And, you know, that's the great paradox of personal development is everybody wants to achieve a next level in their life, but everybody wants to stay exactly where they're at in order to get there. And boy, that is a path to all kinds of frustration. So what I would leave you with today is if you find yourself exercising some of these tools, if you can't get still, if you can't meditate, if that voice of fear is winning out in your life, it's a great time to get some outside support so that you stop operating on autopilot and can really consciously and intentionally, with support in your corner, create your next level. That's what my coaching programs are all about. If there's any part of you that's been a listener for a long time and you've felt that intuitive pull that now is the time to work together, 
I would love to offer you the opportunity uh, to work with me one-on-one. You can get some information about that by going to my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. And if this reinvention in your life is centered around building a prosperous and purposeful second act for your career, it's a great opportunity to work with me in a one-day online workshop called Beyond the 9 to 5. You've heard me talk about that. We're doing it Saturday, May 22nd. Uh, Super inexpensive way. I, I believe that that is a way that will meet anybody's budget. And what a powerful first step for you just to dedicate one day to yourself, to your vision, to your expansion. So again, we have links in the show notes for you to get any of that information. And if this podcast is serving you, it would mean the world to me if you could screenshot this, upload it to Instagram and Twitter. You can tag me at CSC Dan Mason. Be sure to let me know about your breakthroughs. Don't forget to give us a follow on whatever app that you're listening to. And for my friends on Apple, uh, those five-star ratings and reviews mean the world as well. So if you're inspired to do so, please leave one for us. I love you. I appreciate you. I thank you for spending this half hour with me this week. I trust that this time was productive and is really going to lead to a lot of self-reflection to bring conscious awareness to the unconscious patterns that are keeping you stuck. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified. I'll talk to you next week.